Welcome back to Ramsey Speak, your neighbour's podcast bringing you spoilers, specials and sarcasm. I'm Alfie, I'm feeling as sassy as Dean in drag performing a club remix of So no no sorry can't turn back time. <laughs> and I'm Sam and I've just got off the phone with those two strippers from Chloe's Hendu. So let's just make this really speedy. Oh my god, have you really? Yeah, they're oh. booked. Lit 20 minutes, get it done, get it done. But obviously like you've got me other big Christmas presents, right? That's not like my main one. Just a few, oh. just a few. It's time for this week's Ramsey Speak. <laughs> so, we must start with the icon that is Dean. He is back. The sass queen has oh, returned. I love him so much. The sassiest bully that's ever bullied in history, I think. He's great. He brings, you know, a real kind of sinisterness to him. I wondered if when he returned, whether he would have turned a new leaf and been a good guy. But it seems that no, no, he's literally set out to ruin Ellie's life. (laughs) He has. uh, He's still he's still really lanky. He's still super sassy. And as you said, he's still super creepy. And I really enjoyed seeing him back. I did. Um, Weird that I didn't expect this link with Claudia, Finn's mum. Yeah. There's this weird link. Um, well, let's just play the clip and then we'll, we'll, we'll digest. Because I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm very confused. <laughs> I need to talk about it. I've decided to go and meet him. Well, I wouldn't have to if it wasn't for you. Look, I'll be in touch if there's anything else I need. You wanted to see me? You bet I do. Let's chat, lady. Now... I imagine Dean is not looking for fashion advice. So, mm-hmm. what have they got to talk about? Well, very ambiguous, isn't it? First of all, just need to note the best part about that situation is that he goes, let's chat, lady. Yeah, that's Like, he's great. just like, lady, you don't even deserve a name. <laughs> um, even though I'm sure he probably knows her name. I don't know. Um, but, very ambiguous. I kind of came away from it feeling like, is Claudia on the phone to Sean? Dead Sean? I definitely think Sean is alive. And you know what? I was thinking about this earlier. Here's my theory, okay? Hear me out. Right. I think Claudia has come back to wait for Ellie to pop the baby out, and then she's going to prove that Ellie's unfit to be a mother, take the baby away, and then her and Sean are going to raise it. But that just, I mean, I'm kind of on the same wavelength as you, but that just seems so twisted in a way that, like, Sean was getting close to Ellie and... Obviously, maybe that was all a lie. Maybe we were just made to think that Sean was falling for Ellie and they kissed and they were going to be a thing. But actually, he was just completely using her. He just wants wants the baby and to leave. But the mum's so controlling. And, you know, she had that uh, little speech with Finn where she was like, I'm sorry, I realised I didn't lose one of my sons. I lost both because she's just been a bitch to Finn. Yeah. Um, and made him who he is today. What also made me think that was when Ellie confronted Dean and Dean... Uh, gave this little throwaway line about the fact that Sean was dead and I thought it was weird that he would have known that. Mm. So listen to this and see what you think. You are following me. Tickets much? Oh, if that's the case, then maybe I should just go to the police station. Wait, hold up. I heard you got the sack. I bet you find that hilarious. It's not, not funny. Well, wait, hang on. I'm joking because I'm nervous. What about? Was it because of me that you got fired? But that only happened recently. You're not even a student there anymore. But maybe I was part of the reason. Your first black mark or something. Don't tell me you feel bad, Dean. I heard about your baby's dad. 
that he died. Yes, and you stalking me doesn't make that any easier. I didn't mean to scare you. I've just been working up the guts to say sorry. You want to apologise? Why now? Things at home got hard, so I left. I dropped out of school, but I couldn't find work. Couch surfing ever since made me realise how crap I was to you when your life sucked enough already. I didn't mean to freak you out, miss. I won't bother you anymore. No, 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 sorry, can't turn back time. <laughs> what? Is what she should have said to Dean there. Mm -hmm. I feel like a detective. I feel like I'm uncovering clues to try and like get to the bottom of something. I also, um, note to the guy who plays Dean, just want to say... It's a real talent that when you listen back to your voice clip, I can exactly see the facial expressions mm. he was pulling. Like, you know that he's got quite a large kind of like mouth and he's very strong on the facial expressions. Like a and I can just grin. See it. I can see his eyes kind of, you know, draw closer together and I, I visualize it. So good on you. Um, no, I uh, there's something fishy going on with Dean. Mm. Something fishy. And real you fishy. see what I mean? How you kind of said like you lost your baby's dad, didn't you? And all this. And I just think it's weird that he's then he said, you know, I shouldn't have been mean to you because I didn't realise how crappy your life was and all this. And I feel like it's all very, like, degrading and all very, like, you know, your, you shouldn't be a mother kind of vibe. Although he pro probably would have found out about Ellie's baby daddy dying because, obviously, as we know, the news in Erinsborough becomes worldwide news after the hotel scandal, etc. So it's, it's very yeah, well it's distributed. one of the most popular newspapers in the world. Yeah. So um, it's no surprise that he heard. But I do think there's something fishy going on. Weird that he was like, you know, your life is so crappy, as you said, odd. Very odd. Mm. Um, well, talking of the newspaper, maybe he saw that article about Scarlett and was like, I need to up my game. Like, I can't be the second best baddie. Yeah, maybe Yeah, maybe he's a little bit like, this <laughs> This was my year, bitch. Like, what are you doing? Just coming also, in here and Aaron's making me high. number two. What the fuck? Why was I not in that? I, know. <laughs> I got kicked out of school, didn't he? Sorry. Yeah. He should have just come back. That should have been like part of the twist. He was outside school selling chewing gum or something. Oh, season two, please. Yeah, that would be great. Well, talking of Finn and Ellie and being and sorry won't turn back time, uh, B is working on a new song, we found <gasps> out this week. Exciting. Because this kind of love triangle is getting worse. And I'm finding it really weird because it's taken us full cycle to when we first met Finn. You know, yeah. he was in love with Ellie, then he got with his sister, and then, you know, came back and it was all like a bit dark. So are we seeing him return to his old ways? Is this just, you know, the fact that history is repeating itself because it's just naturally happening like what what is going on i think we are on the brink of seeing um finn return to being evil finn and maybe not to the same extent but just in the way that he like pinned up um what's his name dean um and was being really angry with him that's when i thought oh we're seeing that angry side tune we've seen that a little bit recently and the mm. fact that he's got that photo book and he's interested in ellie again that's going to flood back memories i think and I just do think maybe we're on the brink of a moment when Finn discovers he can remember things again, but he keeps it to himself. And I think he'll suppress it and he'll try and just continue to be the same old Finn until a point where eventually he like bursts out and, you know, kills, kills B with a guitar or something, you know, just goes crazy. <laughs> kills B with her golden plaque for a million sales of sorry. <laughs> um, well, let's, <laughs> let's listen to when he burst in and tried to save the day. Cause I also listen out for B in this scene. Cause um, there's a really fantastic line near the end. I used to only dream at night, but now it's all the time thinking of the love we share, thinking how you're mine. So beautiful. But I'm sorry, sis, my heart belongs to another. <laughs> it's about Finn. I figured. <laughs> you don't think it's a little too mushy? No, I think it's beautiful. Okay. 
Good, because I really want to write a new song just for him, especially because Sorry wasn't exactly a tribute. A nice gesture might help things get back to normal. Mm. Now's your chance. Oh, babe, hey, I have just a surprise. Second. Hey, Ellie, oh. you know that feeling you had of being watched? You were right. I just caught Dean Mahoney following you. The black guy? Uh, yeah, he was creeping after you at Lassiter's. Why would he be following me, though? I don't know. He shook me off and bolted before I could find out. There's something that's not right here, and I think you should go to the police. OK, you need to slow down. Uh, maybe I'll talk to him first. No, let the cops handle that. He's stalking you. You need to report I him. I will think about it, OK? In the meantime, B's got something she wants to talk to you about. Oh, no, it, it was nothing. Yeah, it, was, it, it was literally nothing. I, I'm just writing a song about you. Uh, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> great, great line from B there. And the fact that, as we're seeing, Finn is so wrapped up in Ellie's drama the same way that B gets wrapped up in Ned's drama, but Finn mm. doesn't like it. I was just thinking about that. There's a real contrast with them two. I really enjoyed the uh, sister conversation between Ellie and B in that moment, though. And I'm really enjoying seeing B on screen a lot more than I used to. Mm. I think it's because she's not uh, central to a storyline at the moment, but she's just kind of there for it. Mm. And I just think she's doing it really well. Um, yeah, weird. And I do feel like essentially what's going to happen is Finn is going to make a pass at Ellie because I think he's going to want to be with her. And then it's all going to be very awkward. And where would he live? Because he has to live with Carl and Susan. It would just yeah, be course. weird. Yeah, they're definitely alluding to the fact that this storyline's going to roll on for a while, I think. I'm yeah. not sure how I feel about that, because generally, you know, Finn scenes aren't something I crave. I don't crave the Toadie and Finn scenes. I find them a bit dull. Um, and the Ellie and, and B and Finn scenes just as a whole, apart from when there's drama like that and Finn's just running around basically causing drama, I don't feel there's much to it. So I'm quite enjoying seeing Claudia, his mum, join because that's going to stir it up a bit. Yeah, I mean, we don't enjoy, and no shade, we don't enjoy the Rob Mills facial expression. No, there is we? just one and it's constantly doing a poo. Yeah, it's not, it's always a little bit pained. It's a little bit like, oh, and you just think, Oh, I don't need that. But yeah, Claudia, I'm hoping we'll bring a different dynamic. You know, she seems like a, a bit of a nutter. Mm. We love a nutter. We do. Bring it on. I'm excited for it. Something that none of us were excited for, I speak for the whole viewership of Neighbours, is uh, Pierce and Chloe's wedding. And I hear the bells and I just need, I just need like a quick recap of what happened as quick as possible. A Get me recap. through it. I would love that. Okay. Well, for anyone who needs a quick recap, I think I can just... Just reel something off the tongue. Let okay, me yeah, just, just, just like, just, just like, you know, fr fray okay. style, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so quick breakdown. Hendrix has kissed Chloe. Pierce got mad but forgives him. Hendrix moved in with Carl and Susan, obviously. Chloe feels sad and responsible. Pierce felt... Well, I mean, no one's too sure how Pierce was feeling. Hendrix tried to run away. Carl found the note. Pierce chased after him to the infamous bus stop. This time, a bus was there, but it was stationary. Chloe is still sad. Pierce found Hendrix on the bus, and they chatted it all out. Chloe is less sad now as Ellie has come round. Her true love. Mm. Hashtag jelly. Um, to console her, Pierce says he won't do the wedding without Hendrix. Cut to Chloe arrives at the venue. She is literally looking stunning. Pierce arrives just after. They get married. Hendrix is still sad. Pierce and Chloe are happy. Hendrix tells Carl that he can't do this anymore and he's not moving back home. Pierce thinks everything is happy families and they lived happily ever after until that coming up on Neighbours played. Oh, I mean... Great, so we'll just move on from that, I think. Yeah, uh, completely. We'll just about? not talk about the wedding. No, no, no. We must talk about it. We must talk about it. You know what? 
it was a beautiful episode. The drone shots, the venue was just outside of Melbourne, Panton Hill Winery. You know, really, really beautiful on location mm. episode. Sad they had a bit of rain, but they they did their best to cover it up. I saw lots of lights and reflectors, um, reflect those big shiny things that lights hit and basically makes people look warmer than they are yeah. in shots. Um, and I think the crew did a really good job to grade that and really like suck the like greens up and try and make it look really luscious the set for the wedding the the reception i really mm-hmm. enjoyed yeah. I and mean, we were chatting about this and i was like it looks like they've kind of like pulled the water hole set apart and maybe done it on that flooring because it looked similar but i wonder if that set will be used in the future as like a reception hall or i don't know i hope so much like you i thought it was stunning it was such a beautiful venue i love it when they go on location and i just thought everything about it was really great i enjoyed that the colors of the wedding was lots of white like aaron was dressed in white and there was lots of people dressed in white susan was in white and i really enjoyed that i thought it looked really romantic and really beautiful susan should always be in white she is an angel she's an actual angel also reminds her of the milk she slept on so we should pop a susan angel on the top of our christmas tree (gasps) just that came into my head and i thought let's do that missing a trick um maybe i just want to quickly do a big shout out and praise to the fact that april chloe looked absolutely stunning like yeah oh my goodness she actually took my breath away when she was in that wedding car when she pulled up i was like oh it really gave me like throwback to when kylie walked down the aisle and she looked so beautiful when those doors opened i really felt that kind of level of like oh my god neighbor's wedding outfit get up which i enjoyed like so amazing like beautiful um i was thinking because we didn't you know we didn't really enjoy the wedding episode um when so my dad, love him to pieces. He always plays this game when we go on holiday that's called Mad, Sad and Glad. Okay. And Alfie was uh, was present for the experience when we went on holiday this summer. I was. So Alf, because of my dad, let's yeah. play Mad, Sad and Glad. This is a way that you basically choose out what made you mad, what made you sad, but what made you glad from the wedding episode. And we can just do I it I also that played way. this on a work trip recently and everyone around the table was like, this is so ridiculous. And by the end of it, they were like, this is the best game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> People always say it's ridiculous. And by the end, they're like, what? No, that can't be your mad. That can't be your sad. It just gets really, really okay, intense. So, so let's do it. Should we do like our mads first or do you want to go one at a time? I think let's do, you do your mad. I'll do my mad. Okay. So mad, my mad would be that 98% of the residents of Ramsey Street didn't go to the wedding and there was more extras there than cast. I think actually, and I don't, I'm trying to think of my own mad, but that's the sort of thing I was going to say. It did annoy me that we had, you know, we had a few people there, but then I was, I was picking out random views and I thought, where's Amy? Like, why isn't she there? She's surely but a friend. Kyle was there. But more importantly, where was Ned and Yashvi? They both work at the hotel with Chloe. So they are Chloe's friends. So why aren't they there? Sheila. Yeah, exactly. Sheila wasn't there. I just... I just really missed quite a few select people that you thought, why aren't they there? In fact, I don't even remember seeing Dippy at the actual wedding. She was at the Hindu. I didn't see her at the wedding, but I know that Shane was at the wedding, I think. Yeah. So then I was a bit like, this doesn't really make any sense. But I know it's difficult to get all the cast in scenes like that because they are big scenes, especially on location. But I was just a bit like, oh. So I think I'm going to join with you and say that's our joint match. Okay, what's your sad? Oh, I don't know. What's your sad? I think my sad, I think my sad is that, oh, I know exactly what my sad is, that they walked down the aisle to All My Love, George Ezra, that was the song they used for Sonia's R.I.P. episode. How dare they do that (laughs) and reuse that song? That song should be put into like a vault and locked away and never be allowed to be used for anything on television or film ever again. 
yeah, I mean, we have such a connection with that song. We cried so much to the Sonia episode. And and we saw it live at Glastonbury when George yeah. Ezra performed. And when we did, we were like, oh, like it always brings back that memory of that of episode. Sonya. So I just wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have walked down there, especially as there isn't really any link to Sonia between Chloe no. and Pierce. There was, I get a, it there if was it was a lovely like... moment though, because the song starts and they pulled from Toadie in the crowd up to Chloe. Yeah. Which I thought was a really nice nod, whether it was, um, you know, something they purposely did or not, I don't know, but let's say it was because it was lovely. But it didn't make any sense to me. There was no link to Sonia in the slightest. I don't think Sonia even met either of those characters, barely. So mm. weird. I think maybe my sad, and it's a bit of a bit of a loose one, but I would say that generally I felt like, sadly, the actual wedding part of the wedding day, for me, felt very flat. Yeah, I can't remember. Did Susan even say anything? Or was she just standing very there? Very briefly. I, did I just... they do vows? Yeah, but very briefly. Oh, yeah. I just felt a bit like when we had Aaron and David's wedding day, that just had lots of stuff going on. It was very comedic, but it was also just a nice touch because it was the first same-sex marriage in Neighbours and on Australian TV, I think. Um, but this one I just felt was a little bit flat and I was a little bit like, oh, you know. Okay, we'll finish it with a high. You're glad. What was your glad of the day? Mm, I think my glad of the day was in amongst that episode in general there was a few really brilliant moments that I really enjoyed there was like some some great lines and yeah I'm kind of like clutching at them now but even like linking it to the hen just before in the stag do's there were some really great lines between uh, like Shane and Toadie and between like Dippy and Sheila and there was just some really strong little moments between them that I thought was really nice mm. and I liked the moments between Chloe and Ellie I thought that was really beautiful as well so there were like great moments from that but that's not really from the actual wedding no I think my glad would be that it's over you're um, gonna say that no i would say my glad is that we never have to talk about the wedding or we have to hear about bridesmaids or drama from the wedding build up from chloe or pierce hopefully ever again yeah um also this means that pretty much all the brennan clan apart from mark are like married off i mean tyler and piper are just going to be together forever obviously so apart from mark we shouldn't actually have another brennan wedding which to be honest, is a thought I'm, I can live with. I'm okay with that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really content at the fact that Brennan's are kind of done. Now we can move on. Let's just marry other people now. We don't need to focus on the Brennan clan. Great. Talking of Ellie there very briefly, do we think she... Did we, did we expect her to like intervene more or, you know, kind of burst into song? or maybe she could have had the baby at the wedding to to stop the wedding day that would have been a great twist would have been great but i've got a sneaking suspicion that's going to hit us on christmas day i the baby jesus yes i um yeah i just i feel like ellie's kind of moved on slightly you know for me personally i do feel a bit no shade to uh to chloe and pierce but i'll give them shade um i actually think there was so much more chemistry between uh chloe and ellie I think generally Recently speaking, up again, yeah. on screen, I was like, oh, there's actually chemistry between you and you're doing scenes together. I don't get any of that between Pierce and Chloe, which makes me kind of hope with fingers crossed that it's a very short lived marriage. Yeah. And that because then mean... we can just move on and yeah. it can be, we can see more chemistry with different people. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't necessarily mean that Chloe and Ellie need to be together immediately. But what I would like to see is the fact that if they're going to have a really good friendship and there's going to be a little bit of flirting, maybe that's something that could just happen and play out. It yeah. doesn't need to be a cheating scandal, but can we just maybe have you know, a little bit of something to keep us wet the appetite because I think as characters, not as actors, as characters, Pierce and Chloe together are literally the dullest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And I think that comes down to the fact that, you know, there's not much you can talk about between them. So even when they were walking after their wedding day, they were walking with the umbrella, you know, Chloe's just like, oh, 
so you sorted it out with Hendrix? And Pierce is like, yep, yep, all sorted. And Chloe's like, cool, yippee, yay, cool. So that's good, right? Oh God, that's great. And then Pierce is like, yeah, yeah, it is great. It's great, isn't it? God, we're, we're so good together. And Chloe's like, yeah, y- yippee, yay. Especially like, because- That's it. That's all they have to say to each other. Especially because like Chloe plays it at 10 because she's such a like happy, upbeat, smiley, joyous person. And then Pierce is very like- monotone businessman which is his plays character it. you know so he yeah. then plays it at a one and she's playing yeah. it at a 10 and then you're like well a one and a 10 are never going to meet somewhere in the middle are they yeah. that's just but, weird but also being a millionaire i think they could have played him a bit down the line of like oh he's really like a go-getter so he's like chloe let's just elope and like i you know he could have there like picked her up on her side and like twirled her over and given her a big romantic kiss and he yeah. they just don't do any of that like you said they're just so bland together there's there's no spark of like you know chloe was with him for the dates thing and he really like romanced her took her to that chalet and like did all that we get none of that now from him we don't get any of that like bachelor-esque-ness of him i think that's a real shame because that's a key part of his character i'm ready for a crazy wedding i'm ready for a wedding that's not just beautiful because that's we've had a string of beautiful weddings recently with beautiful sets and stuff i'm ready for a crazy wedding where like you know because Chloe's a bit nuts. Maybe she would have been like, let's get married up the side of a mountain rock climbing. Yeah. And Pierce would have been like, oh, I love that you're so crazy. You know, I'm ready for someone to be nuts. Yeah. So whoever's next, maybe it's Yashvi and Ned. I Roxy. Oh my God, yes. Roxy I want it to be Gary. I want it to be crazy. I want <laughs> it to be like in the sky or down a mountain. She or like five. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Please. Or like something, something really nuts, you know? I would love that. I must stop you there though. We actually have another sponsor guys like this has been going down like so well we have a new sponsor exciting one this week i like that we're getting them you know in the travel sector we had winnie the other week that arguably was more popular than we've been across the whole series of this ramsey speak podcast (laughs) which you know not gonna lie a bit annoying so yeah we've got a new sponsor um let's let's see what they've sent in yeah Beep beep, it's time to hit the airport with our shuttle bus service. Located at our easy to reach bus station, our buses are always on standby, just waiting for your loved ones to board and contemplate their lives. Oh, don't worry about our timetable, we just leave when we fancy, with a service at least once a day. Jump on, have a chat, and you might even make your flight. Errands for buses, kinda never on time. Oh, they sound highly reliable and like they'll just they'll just get you there. You, you know? know what? I just feel like they're a real cornerstone of the community and they I are. like that their service is, you know, utmost of value. I like the most that um I never knew that the actual bus service exists. I just knew the bus stop exists. I know, we've never but seen now, the bus. As of this week, we've seen the bus. I know. We've seen the bus, we know it's real. I'm surprised Hendrix didn't just like derail the tram and try and drive that along the road or something crazy. <laughs> With Gary out the back cooking yeah, a muffin. Going, I've got muffins, Prue. Uh, that would have been really funny. <laughs> yeah, great sponsor. Looking forward to seeing who else, you know, wants to get in touch and, uh, you know, get, get a little hashtag ad. I know. I think they're only going to get bigger and better as we enter a new year. Bigger and better. Oh, that's what oh, I think. tease, maybe. Oh. Well, someone who we're hoping is definitely going to get better is David. That was such a brilliant link. That was such a good link. I'm going to pat myself on the back. David Um, is in need of a transplant, a life-saving transplant. He is. A liver, isn't it? He needs a liver or something. He needs a liver. Doesn't he? And we've obviously seen from the coming up on Neighbours that Leo is returning. Right. Well, I mean, he left 
in about 13 seconds, didn't he? So, you know. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm hoping this will be the... He comes back and this is his real exit, one that he gets to really have like a wave goodbye moment, you know? This is like him for good going now until the next liver is needed. The next liver is needed. Do we think he's going to be the right match? Uh, uh, well, I mean, all fingers point to the fact that he would be. He's, he's like tw- David's twin. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. But that doesn't really that doesn't really mean shit, does it, no. in the grand scheme of livers? So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe he won't be. But either way, I'm really glad he's back, especially as we lead up to Christmas. You know, it's family, it's cosy, it's Leo Tanaka. We've also seen in some spoilers that Robert Robinson is back. And we've mentioned this yeah. before on the podcast. But do you think he's back for transplant-related stuff? Well, his family, I mean loosely this is what i'm I'm kind of joking about because like none of these people are like related to each other they're the only <laughs> yeah. link they've all got is that paul's their dad like it's really like yeah. tenuous like it's you know so i don't know also leo and david's mum you know is she around What's no, they did a line about that she um, she's got like diabetes so she can't be tested oh of course yeah. well i mean I, that's I the perfect that reason for her not to you know appear ever i don't know i'm i'm looking forward to hopefully david being better um, because him sitting in a hospital bed means there's actually only one doctor in the whole of Erinsborough now able to do anything. And Beverly's obviously still fuming at Clive. So we're really down to the minimal numbers of staff that could help if there was a major disaster. Well, especially when Ellie's baby is due any day. We yeah. know for a fact that Carl is the only one who could possibly deliver this baby deliver now that baby. David isn't available. David's not available. And frankly, it has to be Carl Kennedy. He's delivered all the iconic babies, you know, in the sheds with Jack and Paige's baby. You know. Always has to be Carl. Always has to be Carl. So... I'd quite like to see that. I think this storyline is going to trundle on for a while, but I hope that it's going to give us some closure on the whole Robert Robinson and, you know, Leo stuff and all that, all that kind of It'd be nice doodle. if Robert Robinson comes face to face with Harlow, wouldn't it? That's well, her dad. dad, isn't it? So, yeah. I mean, and that's the reason she joined the show in yeah. a way. It was to find her dad. And actually it was weird because she went to the prison to see him. And then obviously since then he was like, I don't want to see you. So they haven't seen each other. Yeah. So Harlow's just been biting her tongue, really, and holding some time. So that has got to come to a head at some point. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Robert Robinson might be appearing around the Christmas time. Leo's appearing around the Christmas time. Question for you. Mm. If anyone from Neighbours, in character form, obviously, we're not talking actors because they're all grey, but in character form, which of the Neighbours would you invite around for Christmas Day? Current or just like ever? Uh, I think let's do current. Okay. Um, I would have Rao. Oh, you know what? You know, you know what? I think I would have Sheila. Oh, yeah. Because I would hope she With Clive? Bring... Yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, I'd have to clean all the surfaces after, wouldn't I? Anti-back the lot. Yeah. But I would quite enjoy that. I think she'd bring me a little garden gnome present, like a festive gnome. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, we could chat about all her children and the disasters of Gary and what's going on. And I just think we'd have a great time. And you might get a cheeky FaceTime call from Naomi Canning. You might. And is there anything better than a cheeky FaceTime from Naomi? There literally isn't. And having had a cheeky FaceTime from Naomi. You know, it is the best. (laughs) It is the best thing ever. I think I would invite round uh, Roxy. Oh, yeah, good shout. Love her. Absolutely love her to pieces. I was saying to you before this, she's my character, which I've done a full 360 on in 2019. Wasn't so sure at many points. Now, absolutely love the gal. I think she's amazing. So true. You've literally come full circle with I'd her. I'd love to have her and Harlow as a joint little unit because I really enjoy them together. But yeah, just just Roxy. I think she would bring so much fun. Mm. 
Love well, it. we put this question to our Twitter followers, our lovely Twitter followers, and I have to say, literally, so many of you got back to us. I just want to read through some of them because honestly, yeah. they are brilliant. Okay. Sam, just jump in, give your reactions, you know, tell us, tell them that they're wrong. Our fans. You know I will. Great one from Kat. Chelly, they cannot be split. I'd have to get both of them. I feel like that's going to be a running theme here. Yeah. Michelle said Susan because she's so lovely and she's had some amazing storylines over the years. And then she attached that with the gif of Susan slapping Carl, which I thought was very festive. So oh, I enjoyed that. So festive. And Susan is an angel, so it does belong at Christmas. I very much enjoyed that. A lot of Sheila's actually. So much fun factor. Definitely Sheila. She'd lighten up my day. Kennedy's, Toadie and his kids. Oh, Kevin said Roxy. She can mix up some cocktails and dance on the table. I feel oh, like that's what you're looking for. Yes, I am. Although I did just think then, why didn't I even say Dippy? I absolutely love the Queen. And you could recreate Flapper the Musical, like oh, scene by scene. Festive Flapper. Uh, Chris said Therese because she'll bring about six plates of amazing food. <laughs> <laughs> that's great <gasps> savage um, Therese she's intelligent interesting and beautiful Kathy said so someone sounds in love we have a way up there um, Amy because she's beautiful from Mike Amy's got a big fan Sheila and Clive as a duo um, Chloe before she got with Pierce oh, I mean yeah I think we'd all we'd all agree with that oh Anushka said she'd bring Clancy the doggo oh that's a great Clancy. show Clancy with Kersha Maybe with Kersha, but she, she is would bring far a lot away. to the party, but she would be there. I like that Simon said Harold because we're vegetarians and we need to console each other on how difficult Christmas dinner can be. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that one. Oh, that's great. There were some great answers there. If you haven't already replied, go onto our page and uh, <laughs> tell us who you would like to have round at Christmas dinner. And you never know, they might be knocking on your door soon. They won't be. Yeah, we've we've done a contract and they're knocking on anyone's door this <laughs> yeah, Christmas. We've thrown the whole cast over. The plane probably will go down like in that neighbor's special and oh. they will never make it. <laughs> but talking of surprises, mm-hmm. we have a bit of a surprise. We do. Very exciting. I actually uh, made a little eek noise when when this became a surprise. A little squill. Yeah, literally a release noise. Well, we have a fan of the podcast who is very close to our hearts and is someone who is arguably the icon of Neighbours. I feel like if you talk about Neighbours to anybody in like a passing comment, they always bring this one character up and they always go, oh my God, like, is he still in it? There's always two characters that people say, is Blah Blah still in it? And yeah, he is one of them. Well, three characters, I would say, yeah. And uh, he has sent us a special little message. We're just going to sit here and squill and cry and we're going to play it to you and really, really hope you enjoy it. G'day to all the listeners there at Ramsey Speak. It's Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy. Thank you for listening to the podcast and, of course, supporting Neighbours so strongly. And if you're looking for the perfect Christmas gift, why don't you head over to my website, alanfletcher.net, and there you can buy a personalised card for anyone that you nominate for Christmas. And, of course, it comes with my Christmas CD if you want a happy Christmas as well. So I'd love to put you on my Christmas list. Just head to the website. And while you're there, you can listen to my new Christmas song, Holding My Girl for Christmas. All the best to everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. Cheers. It's Christmas. You know that so Oh my God! <gasps> it's Dr. Carl! Dr. Carl has taken time out of his busy schedule and spoken to us. Thank you so much, Anna Fletcher. Honestly, I can't even tell you what that means. My parents, who have loved Neighbours for so many years, but don't really watch it too often anymore... Um, they were so excited when I played them that clip. That's just that's just the dog's bollocks, isn't it's it, really? It's great. There we go. <laughs> uh, 
as Alan said, if you want an amazing Christmas gift and you are a Neighbours fan, go onto his website. We'll have the link in the description of this episode and also on socials. Make sure you get one of his uh, signed Christmas cards. Get them before the dates, uh, the cutoff dates. And also he has got a really, really nice new Christmas track out. So um, go and get that and support Alan Fletcher. We love him. We love him him so much it feels so nice and Christmassy. just that little message makes oh. me just excited and Alfie we've got some crazy cool stuff coming up for Christmas on Neighbours in general obviously it's the second year that Neighbours has run at the whole year round really um, excited so we... for Christmas Day Neighbours it's exactly. part of my like routine now I know I said to my family at the weekend I was like obviously aside from the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special we will be sitting down to watch Neighbours and they went yes 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 so um yeah that will be happening it's really exciting and We've got one more episode of Ramsey Speak before Christmas. Yeah, one then... more for you guys. And it's going to be a bit of a recap of some of our favourite moments of the year from Neighbours and also from the podcast. And just what's been happening. We want to do like a bit of a rundown so you can just reminisce on what a brilliant year of Neighbours it's been. And in order to do that, we want to hear from you. So tweet us at Ramsey Speak. We want to know what were your favourite moments from Neighbours this year? Was it a highlight or was it a real low light? Obviously a real sad moment that Sonia passed away. I'm sure that'll be number one. Um, but yeah, we just want to hear from you. You're mad, sad and glad. Tweet us. Actually, yes, <laughs> perfect. Mad, sad and glad of this year of Neighbours. Tweet us at Ramsey Speak, definitely. And before we go, I've just got one glad. That is the amazing moment of Roxy talking to Hendrix and Carl this week. And I just want to play it as like my golden moment before we go, because honestly, it made me laugh so much. So this is where the hotties are at. Oh, give it up, princess. <sighs> So, you're still cranky with me. No, no, he's cranky with everyone, don't worry. I get it. You're crashing at your principal's house with a preggus lady, an emo couple, and a mammal that's obsessed with fluorobite gear. Could be worse, you could be living with Harlow. Okay, on that note, I might just beat a hasty retreat. Just savage from Roxy there. She's completely just explained why that house is an absolute bombsite mess. So, (laughs) I really enjoyed that. Just going to leave you with that for this week. And as Sam said, we will be back in your ears very soon for our final episode of the year. Big R. So we're really excited for that. And um, yeah, please tweet us your mad, sad and glad, as Sam said. And until next episode, bye for now. Bye. Bye.